Well, today I have a guest and I'm very, very excited to share her with you. She is Kayoko Kai Corbett. Kai is a passionate board certified patient advocate with a wide range of clinical nursing expertise and broad healthcare knowledge who utilizes her communication, research and technology background for the benefits of the patients. She was young and generally healthy working in a tech industry when she experienced unexpected scary episodes with the healthcare system. The medical issue eventually resolved but the whole experience made her realize how vulnerable and powerless patients can be. A few years later, she decided to change her career entirely and enrolled in nursing school. Kai loved working as a bedside nurse and a charge nurse at hospitals in the Oncology Critical Care and Surgical Unit at Holy Cross Hospital and Johns Hopkins Hospital for about five years combined until she was badly burned out, both emotionally and physically injured. After exploring health coaching and healthcare activism for positive changes, she has finally realized that private, independent patient advocacy is what makes a big difference in patients' outcome and health in our opaque, dysfunctional healthcare system. Kai has become a professional patient advocate in 2017, and the rest is history. She is also going to be a contributor to my charity patient safety anthology titled Heart, Humor, and Honesty in Healthcare to be published late spring, early summer. And she has lots of spot-on words to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Kai. Thank you so much, Todd. I'm so excited to be here. And I am excited to have you as well, because from your bio, it's a quite a tease. It sounds like you had an interesting healthcare and a life journey. So maybe just to bring us up to date, share briefly, if you would. Okay, so as you mentioned, so unexpectedly encounter self-care events that really kind of changed uh, the course of my life because what I did not say there was I ended up missing my grandmother's passing, who was my most favorite person. And uh, I, you know, end up being very depressed, depressed after that and stuff. And I kind of had to search, you know, my life, you know, course. So basically what I, what I realized was I needed medical knowledge to protect my health. So then after working as a nurse in hospital, I realized the powerlessness I felt as a patient is actually so common. And uh, I really, you know, wanted to help my patients as much as I could. So I sort of like, uh, you know, couldn't eat like lunch and, you know, miss bathroom breaks and even cannot have a sip of water, that kind of style. And I ended up, you know, really hurting myself. Then I decided to change the course because, to be honest with you, I knew I would not live long if I stay working in hospital as a nurse. <laughs> so I went back to graduate school and, you know, tried to really contribute to like a bigger way, you know, both patients and uh, clinicians. But I learned a lesson the whole industry was kind of taken over by the profit motives and just making things more billing friendly system and so forth. So I searched various things as you mentioned. Then I guess the you know, now bring us to the patient advocacy part which I love to talk 
<laughs> so I'm going to stop for now. You're not the first one, Kai, to say this. You're not the first nurse to say this, uh, especially interviewing for this book. I have come across many patient advocates who were formerly nurses just to say, hey, the burnout, the, 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 the responsibility has changed from caring for people to kind of tending to that whole profit side of it. And, and you said to me that gone are the good old days when a patient goes to see a doctor with a health complaint and the patient is totally unprepared as a patient probably could or should be. And the doctor would spend as much time necessary to decide the right course of action for the patient. But that doesn't happen anymore. Yes, that's really, we will never get that, you know, those times back, I don't think. Because I think, you know, we now have a super information technology overload society, and no doctor can possibly keep up with all the information. Mm -hmm. So I really feel this is a time patients uh, need to um, do as much as possible to help doctors and other clinicians. So in essence, we need to become super patients, but this would be a patient who learns the skills they need in order to survive their medical ordeals, who are educated and empowered. But unfortunately, these are difficult skills for most healthcare consumers to learn. And you say it's not their fault, it's by design. And I'm very intrigued to find out what you mean by that. Okay. So this is the part I kind of learned a lot by doing some healthcare activism. Just all the segment of healthcare system, you know, whether it's hospital or insurance companies or drug companies or some doctors, they all uh, get benefits by making the system and rules so opaque and so confusing for the patient and healthcare consumers so that they would not understand when they are cheated or they make mistakes or they, you know, take advantage, you know, of them. So it's very upsetting. Uh, but because it's so difficult to even get basic facts sometimes, I find out most of healthcare consumers feel so it's not for them to understand. You know, they just have to trust doctors. These times are gone, as I was trying to say, and, you know, now patients are learning, you know, hard way that their trust is not really warranted. And it, that's why we are seeing, you know, emerging independent patient advocates because people are getting so desperate for real allies for their lives mm -hmm. and health. Unfortunately, it's a very, very scary time for everybody, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity for all of us to really think how health is important for everybody and, you know, take some actions before you realize you are just losing it. You know, you can lose your health or live in life. You know, in a snap of a moment, I've seen over and over as a nurse, and uh, I just want everybody to be a little bit more enlightened, mm -hmm. if you will. It's very true, and I don't think that it's always a people problem. I don't think it's our physicians who are trying to keep us in the dark. I really think it's no. system problems. And you had said that patients should recognize that doctors and other clinicians 
have expertise, but they're also fallible human beings who struggle in a very challenging work environment where wrong metrics such as efficiency and quality indicators that don't necessarily indicate quality puts pressure on them. So they're left dangling in this system, doing the best they can with it. And then who suffers? Well, they suffer, but at the, but at the very sharp end, the patient suffers. Let's talk about those wrong metrics, perhaps, that the system forces upon healthcare providers and the patients. So basically what they or government or uh, insurance companies decide to do was to pick something that's easy to measure. So it doesn't really necessarily mean the ultimate quality patient get benefit. It's more like the process, quote unquote, uh, indicator, like what they do regardless of the outcome. So that's uh, one big problem. You know, I think most of the doctors, you know, and clinicians know um, these are not meaningful measures. So that's why it's very frustrating and uh, just wasting uh, their time. Well, so patients and the clinicians then are, as I had mentioned, kind of the victims of all this. And so somehow, is there a way that we can work together so that we maintain our health as patients, the clinicians maintain their health, and everyone maintains their sanity? Is there some way we can pull this together? Yes. There are at least some basics that everybody can at least try to do. Example would be just knowing and keeping track of your medical history. Just, you know, have somewhere very easy to access and list all the, you know, major events with the dates and who did you see, that kind of thing. Then, of course, uh, medications. What you're taking currently, of course, and also in the past date and why you stopped. That kind of thing can make a really critical difference when things happen out of blue. And another important thing is, of course, you know, you have to be able to articulate what is really bothering you, what's really important for you. You know, because doctors really don't have enough time to start in depth, you know, because every patient is so unique. And uh, that's why you have to speak up. Just like you've been saying, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's what I always say. That's my mantra. We really need to point the finger back at ourselves and say, I need to understand and be accountable for what medications I'm taking, when I'm not taking them, how I feel, what my test results are. We really need to become that super patient. We can't be a, a passive bystander anymore. Your health is your health. And just take whatever action you can take. And I think most of doctors, you know, really appreciate anybody who does something because they understand we all have a different ability and, uh, you know, constraints. So I think it's just part of the way for, um, I don't know, for clinicians and patients to connect, you know, hard and having more honesty when doctors really see patients are doing their best to help them. So we need to take personal responsibility, and you've talked about common humanity and how those concepts can promote heart humor and honesty in healthcare. Let's just talk about that for a bit. When patients do their best to help doctors, 
you know, that would naturally, in my opinion, lead to genuine communication and mutual respect. And that really is the segue for heart and humor and honesty. And on the flip side of that, the patient might be willing to come to the table that way, but often I've seen and heard it's not always well received. So our facilities and systems and hospitals and nursing homes and doctor's offices also have to offer a climate where we feel free to speak up and realize that we will be listened to and we will be heard. Right. Yes, that's very important. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, those institutions often have struggled efficiency uh, target and try to, you know, make the visit as short as possible and stuff. So it's really not, you know, productive for, you know, those Virginian communication to happen. So I guess that's the reason for those who struggle to do to have a optimum communication, that's when patient advocates can play a critical role because we can really optimize, you know, the time and communication. Yeah, that second set of eyes and ears and a mouth when necessary could just say, hey, stop, we're not understanding, and can you clarify right. this? And that's, that's really where you need somebody else to speak up for you. So, Kai, what is your biggest and best piece of advice either to either or both the patient and provider when it comes to adding heart, humor, or honesty within healthcare? Just to sort of summarize, I, in my opinion, I think it's really important for patients to know doctors are also human beings, just like you are. They are struggling with our current healthcare system. And uh, you can help them. By doing that, they really appreciate you and just improve, you know, communication and uh, everything. All righty. Well, so where can folks go then to uh, find out more about you and how can they contact you? Sure. Uh, my website is www.patientadvocacybeyond.com. All righty, my friend. Well, any final words before we head out? Well, I really hope all the patients and the healthcare consumers, please do not lose hope because there's always something you can do to help the situation, no matter scary and hopeless it might seem. And uh, hopefully you reach out to private patient advocate who can, you know, at least give you something if you're not you know, you don't necessarily have money to spend so much time with them, but most of us have really good heart and trust trying to do the right thing. Thank you for that. Yes. So we're speaking with Kai Corbett, and you can find her in a couple of months in our new book, Highway to Heart, Humor, and Honesty in Healthcare. Kai, thank you so much for joining us today. You are so welcome, and thank you so much for inviting me. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com.